Rev it up and welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 2,412. Today we're going to have some fun, so be prepared to be inspired. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Hello, inspiring automotive enthusiasts, and welcome to Cars Yeah! Today I'm in Flower Mound, Texas. Sounds like a fun place, huh? With a very special guest by the name of Igor Bulecki. Igor, welcome to Cars Yeah! Do you have any gear? And are you ready to release the clutch? I am ready, Mark. We're going to have some fun. Now, Igor and I met at the Quail this past summer. I got to see some of the amazing vehicles that he and his team build, and we're going to be talking about that. But before I introduce you properly and I get a little more in-depth into what you do, I always like to ask this question. What's one little thing that people may not know about Igor? (laughs) That's a great question. So um, I'm fluent in uh, two and a half languages. Two and a half. Now, what's the half? I have to ask. So the half is um, I read and write Hebrew, but I don't speak it anymore. Oh, so wow. I'm fluent in just Ukrainian and English and Russian. Well, three and a half. It, I was going to say Russian. Yeah. Well, well, that's amazing. That's very cool. Well, uh, we're going to talk a little bit about the fact that you were born in Ukraine, right? That's right. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, my condolences for what's going on there right now. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, it's heartbreaking. Today, we're going to try to focus on things that are a little more positive, a lot more positive, I should say. So let me give you an introduction. Igor Palenki is a sales executive at Classic Recreations located in Texas. How on earth did you get to Texas? That's interesting. We'll know about that, too. They build licensed and authentic 60s Shelby Mustangs and modern technology, some of which are full carbon bodies. And I saw these things at the quail. Oh, my. Take my heart away. (laughs) Igor is a Ukrainian-born Texan, as he likes to call himself, and a huge Formula One fan who has a passion for anything on four wheels. Igor's early life was filled with automobiles, car shows, regional and national sports cars events, and pretty much anything and everything in the middle, in front of, or behind. His career path has been in the automotive industry and ranged from photography to consulting services in the exotic and hypercar industry. He's all about connecting people with the cars they love. And today at Classic Recreations, he works with a family-owned company and an amazing team of dedicated professionals and technicians who are fulfilling enthusiast dreams. We'll be back in just a moment, but first a word from our sponsors, so please give them a little love, and we'll be right back. Buckle up, we're going to move fast today. Years ago, when it was time to renew my collector car insurance policy, my carrier's rates went up way up, but my usage was the same and I never made a claim. I didn't even have a ticket. So what's with that? So I turned to American Collectors Insurance. Has your collector car insurance recently raised your rates for no good reason? Tired of paying an annual membership fee? Then it's time to look around and call American Collectors Insurance. I shopped around, I asked friends for recommendations and found a winner that I can trust. And boy, I'm glad I did. I saved hundreds of dollars every year and slept better at night knowing my baby was properly insured. American Collectors Insurance have been protecting vehicles since 1976. They provided me with an agreed value insurance policy backed by their history of taking great care of their clients. What could be better than that? So give them a call and ask for a quote today. 866-ACI-YEAH. That's 866-224-9324. And protect the ones you love like I did with American Collectors Insurance. Classic car insurance designed by collectors 
for collectors. For several years now, you've heard me talk about Linkage Magazine. I've been a subscriber since the start. They're talented and creative team brings you a spectacular publication and website that shares the automotive passion from a worldwide perspective. Linkage is about driving, restoring, collecting, and firsthand experience at collector car auctions and more. They bring you real-world values plus rational, experienced opinions on the current markets. They cover the automotive world and the people who share our passions. And Linkage Magazine has grown, mailing you six issues annually. Join me on this journey with Linkage. They're geared for the automotive life. You can subscribe at LinkageMag.com. All right, Igor, we are back. So first and foremost, I'm going to go back a little bit in time because you grew up with a passion for cars. We had the luxury of meeting at the Quail, and I learned a lot more about you, and I went, oh, my gosh, i got to have this guy on the show. Um, so I'm glad you've taken time out of an incredibly busy schedule to share with the listeners here today. But what brings a guy born in Ukraine out to Texas and then <laughs> building some really over-the-top, incredible, historic, classic, kind of a combination of new and old cars? Well, um, Short answer, uh, horsepower and bald eagles. Uh, longer answer, okay. Um, you know, moving around from state to state uh, earlier on as a as a kid with my family, there's nothing I could do with the obsession with cars. I knew that regardless of where I was in life as a child, that's not where I have to be once I get up on my own. So uh, through the process of growing up, I went from doing automotive photography, then I was in um, in the mortgage industry for a while, that's for another day. And while I was doing mortgages, I still continued my automotive passion by uh, starting an automotive media company called Autotalks US and just did photo shoots, photo shoots around the country with um, different agencies, different brands, made a nice uh, book of business for myself, uh, a network of folks I could rely on in the future. And one thing led to another. These guys uh, reached out to me just out of the blue one day and said, hey, we need a guy like you on board. You know, your stuff, we're looking to, uh, to move Carol Shelby's legacy forward. You've got the passion for Shelby's, you know, the exotic car world. Um, let's put the two together in this marriage and see what happens. Well, it's fascinating. Now, how old were you when you came from Ukraine over here to the U.S.? My mom brought me here when I was five and we lived in St. Louis with some family uh, at first while she was getting her, her paperwork and citizenship and things like that. Yeah. Wow. Well, amazing. Well, another uh, immigrant who came here and is building their dreams uh, here in the U.S., which is quite spectacular. And, you know, I love how you transitioned and worked in some areas, but you, you came back to your passion. And that's what Car Jazz is all about. And I want to talk about classic recreations, because when I was there at the Quail and looking at what you guys are building, I mean, you've taken this iconic, and, and a lot of people have done this. Even I had a GT350, a 66 GT350 Shelby clone or reproduction or recreation, whatever you want to call it. Back in the day, I used to drive that car to work every day. And I will tell you, of all the cool cars I've had, Every time I got gas in that car, everybody came over and they had a Mustang story. So you and your team have picked the right car. So let's talk a little bit about the different vehicles that you guys build. Because Shelby, I don't know of any other name that just continues to grow and grow and grow. And it just never fades. I mean, that guy, what he built and what he did is iconic. So talk about the different vehicles you guys build. They are spectacular. 
Well, thank you for saying that. Um, you're 100% right, Mark. Um, Carol never stopped innovating. He gave us a wide range of platforms to build off of, you know, something for everyone. Uh, the um, His very first iconic Mustang was the 65 GT350. Um, so that's, of course, uh, a model that we offer as a steel configuration body. Um, so it has all of the modern suspension, the modern transmission and engine, beautiful interior, but it's got that 65 classic GT350 body. From there, we also have a pro touring version of that car. So it's got side exit exhausts, mean front and rear fenders, um, front bumper that's molded, and uh, it's still the 65-66 body style. Then we do the iconic 67 GT500, which you had the privilege of seeing in full carbon fiber. That's actually the only Mustang that we offer in carbon right now. It was part of this vision that Carol had prior to his passing when we were building the steel version of that car. There was always talks of doing it in carbon fiber, and the perfect time came during COVID. So uh, we chose a global pandemic as a great opportunity to launch uh, the most iconic Ford Mustang that exists. Um, and then we also do a lot with Ford directly in the form of our 69 program. So we do the Mach 1, the Boss 429, and the Boss 302, all as Ford licensed continuation cars. Wow. So let's talk about what's underneath, because this trend to take old and make it new I've just seen it grow and grow and grow. And it used to be that collectors would go, blasphemy, you can't do this. It's got to be all original. But what a lot of us have found, especially, you know, I call myself a baby boomer. My, my kids love to call me boomer guy whenever I make those boomer comments. But we are that group of people that went through and are at a point in our life where we want to enjoy these cars. But I'll take my next door neighbor as an example. He loves Corvettes. And when he jumped into a, a Corvette later in life, he went, well, this isn't so much fun. Uh, it's kind of tight and it doesn't stop very well and it doesn't drive. You know, it's like, oh, the, you know, it's like dating a supermodel. Well, it, it sounds like a good idea, but maybe not. Sorry to all you supermodels. Uh, but I think most people know the concept here. So what are all the underpinnings of these amazing vehicles? Well, so every car starts with a donor, um, except for our Diamond Edition Cobra, which you saw. That's our new uh, Cobra race car. Every All of our Mustangs, they start with an original donor, but then that donor vehicle, it's just got to be period correct with a good clean VIN so that the customer has no problems registering it in the future. Um, but almost all of that bad old metal gets uh, completely stripped out. We refabricate a huge percentage of the cars with new sheet metal with a much more balanced unibody. It's a redesigned unibody. I've kind of gave it the moniker uh, crash structure. So the internal crash structure of the car is much more well-balanced. It's got a four-link in the rear, subframe connectors, coilover suspension all around. Um, and then we've specifically isolated two or three engines and transmission combinations that mathematically work with the car's geometry. So we're not just putting in whatever, you know, whatever engine that, um, you know, customer particularly wants. We explain to them the benefits of these particular options because they've been tested and tried over hundreds of vehicles. And we stay true to that. Well, it's very cool. And it makes for the entire experience of loving old cars, but being so much more comfortable and easy and safer in many ways. 100%. I know a lot of the old cars I've had, when you drive the modern cars today, I mean, every car today is wonderful. I mean, whether it's a Toyota or something expensive, it, it goes well, it drives well, it stops well. But these old cars, that's where you can get yourself in trouble. You've got big horsepower. Right. I used to, I remember when uh, some of the collector car insurance companies used to not insure those Shelbys because they said people wrap them around poles. They're just, they can't handle them. There's too much power for this little light little car. So mm -hmm. I love the fact that you're making these things drivable and enjoyable. 
and all the different underpinnings that you put in them are spectacular. I wanted to mention something that you're going to go off and do today after our talk that is quite fun, part of the fun of your career, because that's what this is all about. You're going to go shoot, is it one or two of your cars with a carbon fiber bodied P51 Mustang? (laughs) <laughs> that's right mark so we're wow. taking one one car this is actually and the, and the car we chose for this is actually cool in itself is uh this is actually the prototype gt500 carbon fiber the car that set all of this off it was on track with aaron shelby and it was in all the commercials so that car is actually here right now uh on consignment so we we're like what better way to show the, the future buyer what wow. this car can do than shooting a commercial with it but besides that point um yeah it's a uh, it's a company called scale wings out of germany or they're from Germany, but they're assembled in Poland, and they are 70% scaled down versions of the P51 Mustang made entirely in carbon fiber. Wow. It's got electronic Garmin you know, systems everywhere. It's a very modern uh, private experimental aircraft with two seats, and they were flying from Utah to Florida. They said, hey, we, we heard you guys build carbon fiber Shelby Mustangs. Our plane is a carbon fiber Mustang, so why don't we put the two together and shoot something awesome? And uh, we... Couldn't have said yes quick enough. Yeah, no kidding. Oh, my gosh. Well, I, w- I wanted to ask that question because this ties into a little bit about your career there and what you're doing. So could you describe, and there probably is no such thing as a typical day for you, but what your role there is and all the different things you get to do in this passion field of cars? Sure, absolutely. That's a great question. I wear a lot of hats here, and that's just part of the family-owned business experience. You know, when you have a small team, everyone's got um, multiple uh, responsibilities. So first and foremost, um, my job here is to uh, to service the customers, um, you know, new customers coming in that want that a classic recreations experience. Um, I will, you know, sit down with them, go over the specs of the car, bring them to the finish line. If a customer wants to, to help them sell their car, We've obviously got the audience, so I'll take it in on consignment, do stuff like that. And then also the fun stuff that, um, you know, that uh, led to you and I meeting, which was things like Quail, Monterey Car Week. Um, We've got to show these cars to the world uh, for a team of only 40 employees. It's important for us to stay on the global stage by bringing these cars in front of people and taking them to the events, taking them to the track, really showing people that they're not just pretty to look at, but you can use them practically. You know, when we went to Monterey Car Week, I got the question all the time. It's like, are you guys trailering this around all seven? days um and i said no we're driving it we're driving it um people you know people like to see that um while it is pretty it's driver's car yeah well that's what it's all about and speaking of events yesterday my guest was jeff o'neill who's the founder of velocity invitational of which you guys will be attending right that's absolutely right uh, november tell me a little bit about what that's all about because you're not just static displaying cars you like you said you're gonna go out and drive right yeah, that's right, Mark. Um, so this is a two to three. Day, it's a three day event. It's basically just celebrating historical motorsports. So there's multiple categories of really important historic race cars from the 60s, 70s, 80s, the FIA championship cars. And uh, so there'll be a car show component as well as, um, you know, uh, track events. And we will be at the turn 11 driver's paddock right on the grass lawn. We'll have two of our carbon fiber GT 500s. And um, we may be taking one out on track. The entire event will be live streamed. So um, for your listeners that will be watching, uh, keep an eye out for that thing. Yeah, I believe that's November 11, 12, 13. Do I have those days right? Yeah, tw- uh, 10, 11, 12. It sounds like a wonderful event. It's going to be at Sonoma Raceway this year. They bounced back and forth between Laguna Seca, and I think they originally launched at Sonoma. And their plans are to maybe even take this show on the road in the future. 
to different tracks, kind of a little bit of a Luftecult type event, if you will, yeah. or Ren Sport, if you will. So, uh, yeah, this sounds like a lot of fun. So very, very cool. Let me ask you this. What's the favorite part of your job? Because people listening are going, I, I want Igor's job. This sounds like fun. <laughs> well, uh, man, I, uh, I I ask myself that uh, as well, because, you know, you're doing all these different things and you got to stop yourself and just kind of think like, man, um, this is really cool. You know, we, we get to do some cool things. And personally for me, it's, um, delivering cars. So whenever a customer sees their car for the first time, whether we pull the covers off of it or whether it's just there in front of them and then they walk through the doors. For me, it's that emotion that, that I see in the customer because you got to keep in mind, it takes two to three years to build each car and there's about 40 of them in production. So when that day finally comes and they take delivery of the car and you see those last two to three years in their eyes, almost as if, you're turning the page and now this new page, this new chapter is the ownership experience and no longer the weight. They, they glow, they radiate, they're excited. We take them out in it. And I mean, some of them cry, some of them don't. I'm not going to mention names of those that did. Hey, that's okay. Car people are emotional, yeah, right? We, we totally get a pass uh, for us. It's one of those things. So yeah, 100% to answer your question, the most, uh, the most rewarding part of my job is um, seeing the reactions of the customers who give us our money, their money. Yeah. Well, their time and their love and their passion. I, it's it, well, You guys are fulfilling dreams. So that's what it's all about. I love yeah. to talk about what I call our driving inspirations, people that have been very influential in your life. Is there somebody, I don't imagine there's been a lot of people on a journey like yours, but is there somebody in particular that really stands out for you? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I would think the top three are my mother who brought me here uh, as a single mom who she was 21 at the time when she brought me to the States uh, as a kid. So I learned a lot. I'm trying to imagine that. I mean, I, I, do, I think for, well, I, I can't imagine that. I mean, being that young and by yourself with a little child coming from another country so far away culture um, i mean my hats off to your mom and moms are just they're the best aren't they superheroes absolute superheroes i learned a lot of discipline from her and then the uh the other two really important people that i would always put on that list are um a fellow named josh jones uh here from dallas texas and then brian stone who was one of the owners of classic recreations brian and i work together on a daily basis um him not only as a business owner uh, four generations business owners here in Texas, but also a car guy. Basically, I'm, you know, he and I work together on all, you know, uh, on all things marketing and uh, yeah, making sure that the brand looks nice and tidy, as tidy as we are. He and I effectively um, are a tag team for all these things. And what I've learned from his ability to uh, communicate to me, who is not a business owner, the important things from a business owner's perspective on how to take care of the customers, how to do the right thing on a daily basis. Those aren't just professional lessons. Those are life lessons. And so I carry those with me every day. And then Josh Jones, um, you know, he's uh, he's with Coverica Insurance here in Dallas. They insure supercars, but he's the reason I'm at Classic Recreations. Earlier on, when I when I was younger, I would reach out to him, um, seeing if there was anybody who I could do a photo shoot with, you know, his his customers that he insures. And he brought me many, many cars to shoot. And he saw my passion for the industry through all of those photo shoots. Uh, and he was kind enough to uh, to speak highly of me to the Stone family, who was then, you know, later on became my employer. Wow, that's wonderful. You know, we talk about moms being superheroes, but I call business owners superheroes because what they do is they enable people to have careers and self-support. And uh, I'm a strong proponent that when you can provide for yourself and your family, that's the best thing ever. You don't have to rely on uh, anyone else to be successful. And uh, that's, that, right. that's what it's all about. And that's one of the great things about uh, any country where somebody starts a job and takes, the, takes that risk. And think of the stuff that you're learning. You're getting an MBA here. Every day, right? <laughs> 
I am. Yeah. I am. <laughs> yeah, way better than any school could provide it, that's for sure. Let's talk about a big challenge. I like to crawl under the hood and talk about a big challenge you went through that when you look back, you go, man, that hurt, but I'm so glad I had that experience because it taught me a really valuable lesson. Is there something like that in your life? Absolutely. I moved to Texas before COVID started. So in 2019, I moved to Texas and I basically grew up in Kentucky, high school, college, middle school. That was my home. That's where I knew people. I didn't know a single person in Texas. I packed a U-Haul, threw my car on a trailer and moved down here because I had a vision. And um, But I didn't know anybody. And so I think the first eight months, maybe eight to 12 months were incredibly, incredibly challenging, mostly just because you're like a fish out of water. You have no idea what's going on. But piece by piece, week by week, I uh, started just kind of getting back to my core values, which are work hard, take care of your family and um, do the right thing. And I basically f- kind of fell into a rhythm here, not knowing anybody, but still doing the same things that I would do anywhere. And the right things kind of started to fall into place. But man, it was scary. <laughs> well, again, well, you see some of that DNA from your mom. You think about what she did at that point and what you did, and that probably enamored you even more to how strong of a woman she was to pull off what she pulled off. But Texas, you know, I've got roots in Texas. My dad grew up in Texas. Uh, My mom was from Oklahoma. And that region of the world, and specifically Texas, has some really good people in it. Oh, my gosh, yeah. A lot of Texans here on the show. So uh, hats off to all my relatives and family there in Texas. Uh, Let's talk a little bit about a bucket list idea looking into the future of where either you or where the business you're part of sees themselves going. Well, yeah, absolutely. Right now, um, we're kind of in a transitionary period. You know, it's kind of in between through COVID, you know, we've launched a couple of new models. We opened this new headquarters in Dallas or in Flower Mount, Texas, because we used to be out of a very small facility in um, Yukon, Oklahoma. So we've grown and expanded during the most difficult time in our generation and in our yeah. lifetime. Yeah. Um, so we look forward. You know, we Carol Shelby uh, had his own sets of challenges, everything from heart issues to uh, to problems in the automotive industry, and I mean challenges that any business owner faces. And so when we look at you know what we want to leave behind, our motto here is we don't borrow legacy, we build it. So that legacy in itself. Year after year, we're going to look back and say, you know what, the carbon fiber GT500 was a massive accomplishment. The next model is going to be a massive accomplishment. We're always trying to innovate. We're always trying to make the cars a little bit better, use newer technology, redesign key elements of the car so that the customer can then uh, reap the benefits on track or on the road. Um, So we are um, definitely in a period of growth right now, everything from innovation to um, any number of, you know, important pillars, if you want to call them that. Oh, of course. It begs me to ask a couple questions here. But one statement about the Stone family, to take a disastrous time in the history of mankind, COVID, and go, okay, what is this, in a way, given us? Some time. We can't go out and be a part of anything. So we come inside and we create. And that's what they did. So my hat's off to them for that innovation and that forward thinking. But it begs me to ask the question, is there perhaps an EV in the future for this brand? I see a little <laughs> bit of a smirk. I don't know if that means yes, no, or are you crazy, Mark? <laughs> well, you're not the first to ask that question. Of course. My answer is always the same. It's Innovation uh, doesn't happen overnight, but once an idea does, you never want to say no to an idea. So we start with yes and then work our way towards the no. And if a no doesn't happen to fall in 
um, then you keep rolling with that idea. There's a lot of different concepts out there. You know, um, there's a lot of companies out there that build Broncos. I've always thought the Bronco platform was a really cool platform to uh, reintroduce as an EV, especially since it's got that flat floor. Um, so the late sixties, early seventies Broncos are a great uh, platform to do that with the Mustangs. I don't know. I think there is a company out there in Europe somewhere that, um, that's uh, that started doing something like that. I gotta get. gotta get. I gotta look more into it, Mark, okay. and I'll let you know. Well, you come back and let me know. Yeah, that's a tough one. Uh, it, it's all over the place. Um, so who knows? I mean, it's kind of being crammed down uh, the manufacturer's notes. But I just uh, watched a, a show yesterday with an expert in the car world saying, you know, people aren't buying these cars as fast as people had hoped, and now these dealers are getting stuck with cars. This could be a transition, though, from what happened during COVID to now the market is getting back to normal. Uh, mm. Maybe someday we don't have to pay more than MSRP for a new car. That would be nice. I just can't. Nothing in my <laughs> brain will allow me to even do that. That's just, you know, like, can't do it. Oh, it's, yeah. it's a nightmare. It's been crazy. Yeah, in the flipper world of high-end cars, people buying cars just to flip them. Yeah, it's a little discouraging. But at any rate, we'll go on to more fun things. I want to get into your head a little bit here. Actually, let me back up before I ask this question. I want to ask you about one special car in your life that's really stood out. What is that, right? Well, it was tough to uh, it was tough to really pick between the two because in my life there's been two cars that I can't seemingly stop thinking about. We can talk um, about two cars. That's okay. so. I'll, I'll give you the uh, I'll give you the the, the first uh, answer that will never change, no matter what happens, is the Pagani Zonda. Oh. For me, whether it's the six liter or the seven point three. Doesn't matter. I am absolutely obsessed with the Zonda, especially with the six-speed manual. I know you don't get the the exhaust pops as you do with yeah. the sequential gearbox, but the manual is uh, is would probably be my preference. So a Zonda F. You hit me with a Zonda F painted in that original silver color, and, and I'm good to go. But I will also take a Nissan GTR V Spec Two uh, from 2001. Nice. Well, you. Ca- I think you're into speed. Look where you're working. Look at the two cars you just mentioned. So there you go. There's some good highways there in Texas. That's for sure. Absolutely. So here's where, here's where I become a bit of a car psychologist. Crawl into your head a little bit. Uh, if you thought of yourself as a vehicle, you were actually reincarnated. Again, not what you want to be. Easy to say, ah, I'm a Pagani, right? But you got to <laughs> look in the mirror a little deeper for me here of who you are, your personality. Maybe it's your past, your current, your future. I don't know. But what kind of vehicle would Igor be? Well, I can tell you right now, Igor is a 1963 Lincoln Continental, uh, black with the suicide doors and the red leather interior. What? That's what he, Igor, uh, okay. Igor cares about, care about, cares about his image. He likes to get where he wants to go. Um, and he likes to get there in style. Um, and I think, you know, the, the character of this, of the early sixties continental, I mean, it was good enough for a president, right? So that's, um, for me, that's, that's been a really important car for a long time. And that car has a lot of personality. I don't I'm not even really into the continental for its looks. I'm into it for its essence and, um, its ethos. So the way it rides on the road, Wh- whose idea was it to put suicide doors in 1961? I don't know, but I mean, the fact that they did, there was a reason. And I think that reason was because the continental, um, just, it, it, it was peak, peak luxury for the family. Um, you didn't have to be rich to afford it at the time, but it did stand out. It did leave an impression on people. And, you know, that's that's kind of how I look at myself. I'm not anybody special, but I like to leave an impact on people's lives when I interact with them. You, when you interact with a 63 Continental, it, you'll remember it. Well, I've seen some great versions of that, not only restored to what they were, but modified everything from mild mods to pretty crazy drop down you know airbags all all sorts of crazy things and that's a testament to that design is that car can work in any of those configurations 
very well. You go to SEMA and you've seen some builds there of that vehicle, mm-hmm. which are pretty spectacular. Uh, I've never driven one. I remember there was a guy a block over when I was growing up when I was quite young in the 60s who had one. And I just remember looking down the side going, this car just goes on forever. <laughs> and, and cars in the 60s were big. Uh, you know, we yeah. had, we had a um uh Oldsmobile Vista Cruiser, which was a pretty Oof. pretty big car. That's uh, a big car. But it was yeah. sure fun to ride in the back and look out the back window on road trips, you know, when we were Actually, we used to take that car to Texas a couple times cuz my dad and mom would drive us there from San Diego to my grandparents' wow. farm in northern Texas and yeah, I mean, and it had those skylights up above, you know, kind of like the Volkswagen bus, so yeah. Man, that's got to be a pretty nice little drive, too. Uh, it was a long drive, but it was fun. I mean, it was just fun mm. stopping at all the Stuckies and begging mom yeah. to buy a little treat for <laughs> us or so forth. And yeah, it was beautiful. It's it's the great thing about this country uh, is some amazing road trips and so much to see. A lot of different diversity, for sure. You know, there's a great story behind the 61 Lincoln. One of the names I remember was Elwood Angle. Uh, another was uh, a design vice president of George Walker, but they were really instrumental in bringing a couple other designers in. I think one was called Najar, John Najar, uh, who designed that car, came on and really kind of saved the name for Lincoln. Uh, fantastic design work. So let's talk about a great book. Is there a great book that you'd like to share? Yeah, absolutely. Um, the Four Disciplines of Execution. Um, that's uh, that's such a great read for folks. I read it twice, once in college for the first time, more so because it was recommended by a professor. I wasn't exactly in the, hey, let me read a book to get something out of it mode quite yet. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I've read it again recently. Once, um, once I jumped on board here, I realized this is a very professional environment and everyone's got to be uh, a leader. Um, so that uh, rereading that book really kind of gave me some fundamental steps. It's the, uh, the the 4D basically system to uh, start with, you know, wildly important um, goals that you need to set, break them down into projects. And it's, it's building discipline, having time management, um, all those things that leaders need to have is a really refreshing read. So I always recommend the four disciplines of execution. Absolutely. Wonderful book by Chris McChesney. So. That's a great one. Yeah, I'll put a link to that on Igor's show notes page on the Cars Yeah website. So let's go on the ultimate drive. Let's have a little bit of fun today. All right. Before I let you go, I'm going to park anything. If you want the Pagani, I'll give it to you. Park it in your garage. You can take it for a drive anywhere. So choose somewhere fun. There's a lot of places to drive those in the world. Uh, But here's the fun part. You can take anybody with even somebody who's no longer with us from the past. So that opens up a world of opportunities of interesting conversations might be hard to hear in a Pagani, but you can put some headsets in your in your ears, if you will. <laughs> so what does the ultimate drive look like for a guy like you? Well, man, I uh, that's one of those kind of things where you got to sit and go, wow, you know, the opportunities are literally endless. I think it would be very, very fun to hop in the Aston Martin DB4 with Carroll Shelby. Mm-hmm. And I want to take and I want to take 1954 Carroll Shelby. Oh, oh, old, old school. Yeah. Yes, uh, you know he's he's got the racing out of his uh, you know uh, out of his system, and he's uh, he's already won um, what he needed to win in life. And the Shelby brand is just now getting ready to start doing all the production cars. The uh, Cobra um, is still you know AC's main project, and um, I think it'd be really fun to hop in that uh, race winning Aston Martin with Carroll Shelby. Yeah, very cool. Now you say race winning, so a car that he's raced in. Yeah, that Aston Martin uh, that he raced in um, in Le Mans. I actually don't remember if he if he won. I think he did win uh, with that Aston Martin. 
Yeah, you are right. The DBR1 that uh, Shelby and Salvadori drove to victory, actually, in 1959, the 24-hour Le Mans, uh, was a wonderful, wonderful car. Beautiful. I was thinking maybe throwing a little touch and making it a Zagato-bodied car for you. Ooh, Okay. You know, I since we're talking yeah. about money's no object, I mean, come on. I, I love that touch of that because that car to me is so much of like a two fifty SWB for a Ferrari. It has that yeah. same look and feel. I just always love those cars. I, you know, even dare I say more than a GTO? I don't know, maybe GTOs are cool. Yeah, but it's interesting you bring up Zagato. I saw uh, I was at um Aston Martin Newport and they had they were I guess they were doing a 007 uh, feature, so they had um, a, a really old Aston Martin from 007, and then they had the new Zagato that has that. Uh, oh yeah, it, it kind of looks like a shooting brake. Yeah, yeah. Woo! I know those guys haven't seemed to slow down, have they? No, you know Aston Martins are just they're just beautiful, beautiful vehicles. I mean, they just and they just keep coming out with these beautiful. I mean, you know, wonderful touring cars, just super fun. But that trip for you and Old Carroll. Sounds like a lot of fun for sure. I got to mm-hmm. meet him a couple times, very briefly say hello. When I had my uh, GT350 Shelby Mustang clone, I took the glove box off and I took it to William Seca, and he was the featured guy there that year. Carried it around. Wow. Yeah, that's the, the the glove box cover must have weighed 10 pounds on that car. I mean, it's a big, heavy thing. It was crazy. <laughs> uh, but I got him to sign it for me. You know, he did that wonderful thing with this Carol Shelby for kids where you gave him 10 bucks and it, it went to the Heart Foundation to help kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, I think I still have that hanging out there. When I sold the car, I kept that thing. But the guy that bought my car was very upset that he didn't get a glove box cover. So I found yeah. another one, mailed it to Carol. He signed it, and I sent it to the guy. So Oh, that's terrific. Made him, wow. made him happy. Yeah, back when we still had him in our lives. So before I let you go today, this has been a wonderful talk, and I knew this would be a lot of fun. Would you leave us with maybe some words of inspiration? Uh, yes. Um, today may not be the day you're looking for, but tomorrow has the opportunity to be. And so you've got to make it so. Um, I, I, I'm a big, big uh, believer in the fact that um, no matter what will happen to me today, as long as I go to bed knowing that tomorrow is a different day, I, I cannot let it um, stress me out. I, I'm going to wake up tomorrow. I'm going to forget about what happened and I'm going to do the best that I possibly can. Cause there's a lot of things that are in our control. There's a lot of things that aren't. So Focus on the things that are because God will take care of those other things. You know, Igor, you sound like a guy that has a lot of a combination of positivity and gratitude in your DNA, which I think is spectacular and so important and especially gratitude. But I love that saying. uh, Absolutely spectacular. How can people learn more about classic recreations? Well, follow us on Instagram. We uh, we're very active on Instagram, especially with the community. We bring local photographers out regularly to shoot our cars, so we're big on Instagram at Classic Recreations. YouTube, Classic Recreations official. We're on LinkedIn, Facebook at Classic Recreations, um, and we try to attend uh, as many events as we can around the country. So um, anytime you know uh, fans, listeners, potential customers, they want to check out our cars, chances are we'll be at these big um, national events. Yeah, absolutely. Make sure you follow those. I'll put links to those on Igor's show notes page. Well, Igor, thank you for taking a pit stop. Uh, Gee, I wish I could hang out with you today on the tarmac and uh, watch your car run with that P-51 Mustang. Come on. Yeah, I'll just jump in my jet. Wait, I don't have one of those. Oh, well, I'll work on that. I'm very appreciative you took some time with me today to share your story. Wonderful what you guys are doing there. Uh, Listeners, again, I'll put links on Igor's show notes page. Until you and I talk again, my friend, I'll see you 
down the road. Absolutely, Mark. I can't wait. Thanks. If you're listening to this program, there's a pretty good chance you believe what I believe, that the collector vehicles we love are more than just a means of getting from one place to the other. They're a part of our culture, our identity, and as a people, they bring us together at vintage races, classic car auctions, and thousand-mile rallies. That's why I support the RPM Foundation, which exists to ensure that the critical skills necessary to preserve and restore these important vehicles aren't lost to time. RPM stands for Restoration, Preservation, and Mentorship. And their goal is to inspire the next generation of vehicle restoration professionals through its outreach programs. And they include Shop Hop, Off to the Races, the RPM Future Class, and many others. These programs engage talented young people across the country and connect them with mentors and a variety of opportunities in the industry. For more information on how the RPM Foundation is driving the future of collector vehicles skill trade, visit rpm.foundation today. Did you know that Cars yeah! is in the top 1% of all podcasts based on listenership, according to Lipson, the premier RSS feed for podcasts in the United States? That's right. Plus, DuPont Registry recommended Cars Yeah! is one of their top 10 car podcasts for you to enjoy. Cars Yeah! has experienced tremendous growth, plus your ads are evergreen, meaning they never go away. And more and more listeners find Cars Yeah! every day for their daily dose of automotive inspiration. Do you want to expose your brand to a highly targeted list of automotive enthusiasts in a very unique in very personal way, well, I can help you. Contact me, Mark Green, at mark at carsyad.com or through the website at carsyad.com today to learn more. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah. Drive on over to carsyad.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah! Yeah!